I think we've got to see that a riot is the language of the unheard. And what is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the economic plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode three of the Red Herring Podcast. I am your host, Red Herring. Um, I've been gone for a little bit, had to get my health in order, had to do some things and get myself right, but uh, I wanted to come back with a more lighthearted episode, but uh, some things happened, some uh, chaos in the world. If you haven't seen, America's basically on fire, so I figured we would address that this week. But this week I have uh, three co-hosts with me, so I'm not flying solo, so give everybody a minute to introduce themselves. Hey, my name's Joelle, I'm a photographer. Hi guys, Don Lemons Alfonso, and I work in store processing. Hi, my name is Erica. I'm the face behind the logo, and I'm also a graphic designer. All right, so now that the introductions are done, um, just jumping right into it, first things first. Uh, of course, the topic at hand today is the, the riots that's going on in America. Um, for those who don't know at home who are listening, you know, a man named George Floyd was uh, murdered by police officers in Minneapolis. Um, that sparked a nation on fire. If you look around, it's all in the news. Um, so I see a lot of people are divided. Um, so we'll see how you guys stand on this as well, because there are people who are pro-riot. There are people who are against the riots. Some people are saying that it makes us look bad. It makes us step back as a community. I personally am for it, I believe, and I'm sure some of you believe as well that, you know, if someone's not heard for so long, you know, this is how you get someone's attention. Um, I've dealt with children my whole life. There are kids who, who are, whenever they're acting out, it's because they're, it's a cry for help. Um, I see in the same aspect, you know, black people, we can't peacefully protest without being called coons or being able to call these things or saying that we're not doing it right. You know, Colin Kaepernick took a knee and lost his job. Other people sign petitions and get fired from their places of employment. We have people standing up for themselves, doing it peacefully and still not being heard. So to me, I believe the riots are just it's just the next level of progression. Do am I for it? Would I do it? No, but I understand it. So um, if you guys want to add to that. Uh, for me, um, uh, it's funny because uh, this was a hot topic at work, and I'm for it. I'm like, like you said before, like I, I'm not gonna go out and you know burn down a building and um, torch down police officers. But that anger that we're feeling has stopped me from having a peaceful night of sleep. Has stopped me from really like entertaining a lot of crap that a lot of my non-black co-workers have just been kind of spewing you know right, and right. my fuse is very short now you know only because of the fact that you know i hear people saying this is wrong you shouldn't be doing this uh all 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 this energy should have been going to uh something peaceful and i'm like but at what cost though right you know um we've done the sit-ins um we've done the marching uh, people like to use on social media MLK. I don't know if people if, if you guys know the history, but he got assassinated in his um, doing peaceful protests. Doing yeah, doing yeah. his peaceful protests uh, in his hospital bed, you know. And, and there's a whole bunch of conspiracy behind that. But at the end of the day, he died. Right. You know. So so. As I was growing up, you know, I wanted to be like MLK. I wanted to be that voice of reason. But now as an adult, I feel like I'm more Malcolm X. Same. I'm mad. I'm I'm really mad. And so I say burn it all. And and it, and that might be so shocking to hear, 
but how does it feel to be woken up at three in the morning, right? And sound asleep and you get a phone call from the sheriff's department saying that, you know, your mother or your son, daughter got killed. And you're thinking like, oh, it's a criminal. No, it was by a cop. Right. And then what's funny about it is after that person is said dead, you hear all this tarnish of the person's name. Right. You know, and it's just like... But what? not the cop. Not the cop, though. Not the cop, yeah. The cop is, is railed as a hero. You know, the cop, hey, he shouldn't have resisted. Well, George Floyd didn't resist. If right. you watch the video, he did everything to the T by the book. For what, $20 that the, you know, store owner thought was, was a, fake? A bad check. Come on. You man. know, yeah. what, you know, and... But even if it was, you know, and even if he did resist arrest, you know, that, that that's my argument behind all this. Even if we did resist arrest, why does that warrant death? You know what I mean? Like, why does that, why is it the, the, the progression? Because when I see white people resist arrest, when I see white guys carrying guns around, when I see white people protesting and are being violent and are threatening the lives of others, they get to go home or they get to at least be, you know, arrested. They get to, you know, the one guy who shot up the, the, um, the movie theater a couple years ago, you know, mm -hmm. He was arrested. He he survived that. You know, the, you know, there's people who are doing these things and they're getting shot and killed. And I'm seeing all the victims that are getting shot and killed happen to look like me or the people who aren't even they're not even doing the bad things. They're just being accused of it. But the people who are white are getting passes or allowing getting allowed to do other things and make it home and not being you know processed. And I don't understand why resisting equals death but being an actual threat while being white doesn't warrant that same punishment you get so, catered to exactly and it's the it's the privilege and people people swear the privilege doesn't exist but i'm seeing it i mean everyone sees it i mean come on now yeah. I mean, cops literally are murdering black people and are getting paid vacations like people are getting murdered and you're just getting a two-week leave like that's not to me that doesn't sit right with me well I'm all for, you know, the riots and, you know, to be heard, but I'm just not for people burning down people's businesses. Like, right. people worked hard for their money, they worked hard to get it started and things like that. Like, and then they're targeting, like, black businesses at, um, as well. And, I don't know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not for it. And, and I get that. Like I say I'm as a person who wants to start my own business as well. I would love for have a have a storefront one day. You know, seeing that, I would hate to see it up in flames. I honestly would. That would be the biggest. You know, like that would bring tears in my eyes. My godmother has her own daycare. Mm -hmm. I understand what it's like to build a business, but at the, at the same time, I don't think they're purposely targeting black businesses. I think it's more of like Fonzo said, the burn it all like mentality, mm -hmm. where it's just like. Society cares more about businesses, cares more about capitalism, cares more about industries than they care about us. You know, look at the the pandemic. Donald Trump is bailing out big businesses with billion dollar you know stimulus packages. We got twelve hundred dollars. You know, I'm like yeah. yeah, great. Twelve hundred dollars is nice. It pays the rent, keeps the light on for a month. But in the end of the day, they care more about these businesses than they do us. So like the Target that gets burnt and looted, all that's insured. Target doesn't take a loss on that. You know, the people yeah. who work there, of course, they're gonna be out of a job for a little bit, but we can't get Floyd back. We can't get these people back. We can't get all these lives that are being murdered and taken and no one's paying attention. No one's caring. We're a hashtag for a month and then we move on to the next thing. So if it takes burning down, you know, every time you drive past that Target now, you're gonna remember George Floyd. You know, you're going to remember these names for years to come. Like I said on Twitter the other day, my grandkids will learn about these riots in school. And I can't wait for that because when they ask me about it, I'm going to tell them the truth. I'm going to tell them what happened. But it's a scar. 
And that's what, if America needs a scar to be woken up a little bit, then I say scar it up, burn it up, do whatever you have to, because we have to listen. Because hashtags aren't working, protests aren't working, being peaceful isn't working. I'm with it. Like, and I get it. You're not for it. Not everybody will be. But from my position, I 100% I support it. I mean, for me, I agree with you. I 100% support it also. Mm. I know, like, burning down black businesses, it's, it's not right. But at the end of the day, like, they can rebuild. And you can't, you can't replace a person's life. Exactly. You can replace everything else. Right. And so. yeah, that's the capitalism part. They're going to fund that. They're going to fix that. Will it be harder for the black businesses? Of course. And do I wish black businesses to burn? Of course not. But I'll wish for another million targets to burn, another million Walmarts, a casino, all that can burn if it takes getting this message across. My problem is I don't think it's going to work. That's the biggest yeah, issue. I don't I think it's going to work. I think we can riot, we can loot, we can burn the entire country down to the ground. We're just going to be painted as the bad guys, and it'll be back to business as usual by the end of the month. Um, the president, you know, this is the thing that, if anyone knows me personally, I cannot stand Donald J. Trump. I mean, I wasn't a big Obama supporter, but I am definitely not a Trump supporter. There is nothing this man does that I can support in any aspect. But the thing that drives me crazy is like the so being so open with his racism, but people still defend it. Where a couple weeks ago, we had white people with full, fully automatic weapons marching and, and protesting and bazookas saying, let us out the house. You know, there's a pandemic. That was a pandemic that was killing blacks, that was killing whites, that was killing men, children, women. Everyone was dying from this pandemic and whites wanted out. They wanted out and they had their, their guns for some reason. The guns was going to stop the virus. And Trump said they were heroes and they just want their American rights, yada, yada, yada. Black people protest without weapons and were shot, murdered, and, and arrested and all of that. And I'm trying to understand why is it, why is it you know, one way and one way and another? Why is it so different? And the only answer is the racism. Fortunately, it's not going to go away. It hasn't gone away yet. My grandfather had to deal with it. My dad had to deal with it. I'm having to deal with it. I would love to have an America where my son and my daughter doesn't have to deal with it, where my grandkids won't have to deal with it. But if America isn't changed now, I don't think there's nothing that, that can happen. Do you think there's hope for America at this point? It's, it's a tricky uh, situation because a part of me, I do believe that there's hope. And the reason why I say that is you have to take away the money, mm. you know, because um, like uh, what Erica said, I had a coworker who same thing, you know, I, hey, I don't like that you're, you know, you're supporting the riots. I don't like that you're saying burn it all, you know, and what about the community? And, and don't get it twisted. I'm not surprised if you have a couple of cops who are burning down the projects, you know, mm. or who have stumbled upon, you know, a protest and kind of blended in and, right. and pretended to, you know, be with the movement and they're actually doing a lot of malicious things. While you're saying that, before you go on, I literally watched a video today where someone stumbled on a group of cops. I don't know where it was. I don't know what city it was. It had to be a big city where there's like maybe six, seven cops vandalizing their own squad car. 
and they were bashing out the windows, right? And, and it was on video. They're bashing out the windows. They're slicing the tires. They're writing F12 on the side of the vehicle. These are cops. These are cops doing this to their own you know, equipment mm -hmm. to, I guess, further the narrative that, mm -hmm. you know, we're hoodlums and we're, we're doing this and we're doing that. But it's crazy that, you know, you said it because that's immediately where my mind went, where they're vandalizing their own their own equipment just to make it seem as if we're still we're doing, doing it. it. You know, and I seen, uh, was it a hot topic where it was, you know, vandalized. And, you know, there might be some black people who are going to dress and get hot topic, but let's just be honest. In the middle of a, you know, a riot, not a lot of black people are going to be going through a hot topic. Yeah. So, but we're getting blamed for it. You know, yep. we're calling hoodlums yep. and thugs, but a lot of it isn't us. You know, a lot of it is, but not all of it is us. You yeah. know, but yet we're still, at the end of the day, whites, Spanish, you know, everybody is doing it, but we're the ones that are going to, even like say, Bingo. even the cops doing it, we're still going to be the ones labeled with it. But Yeah, who gets yeah. the blame? Right. And reason why I say uh, it'll work is it may not work for the reasons that we're hoping for, right? right? But, but once you start messing up with America's money, mm. then people start saying, okay, well, uh, what's going on? Well, you know, right. hey, well, what do you guys want? You know, and we just want, we don't want equality. We want things to be fixed. You have a justice system that is so rigged against us. Mm. It's like playing the anti-monopoly. No matter what I do, I'm gonna win. Mm. It's gonna be, oh, 100 years in prison, right? you know, for something as small as a dime of weed or something. Right. Where a guy can, you know, a white man can murder somebody and, or that woman who killed the baby, who hung her child, who right. does, who, who, does all these things and they get, oh, two years probation mm, at the wow. most, wow. you know, then it turns into like, you know, 18 months of just, you know, public service, community service, right. you know, where for me, where bad place, wrong time, or for cops, right place, right time, and I am cast away. Right. I've seen sentences as um, what a thousand years in prison? I'm Ridiculous. over here like, well, like come on, now. really? Right. You know, and and but once you start attacking these um, businesses and and I'm not talking about small businesses. I'm talking about like corporations, corporations yeah. like Target, CNN, all these places. Everybody was was boohoo crying over Target, mm -hmm. right? And then. From what I read, they didn't want to give milk, sell milk to the protesters. Right. And that's what started the whole, yep. you know, riots and the that's looting. That's true. That is true. You know what I'm saying? And and your business, and you don't want to sell a gallon of milk for three seventy-five right. to people who, who got tear gas, but yet you have a two weeks ago in Colorado, you had a man walk into Subway with a bazooka to order a sub because he wanted to get out the house. You know that 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 that's so bizarre to me. Right. You know, so once you start taking away um, the money, then people will start listening. And my coworker told me, well, uh, the government makes a lot of money. They're not going to care about uh, a couple of hundreds and a couple of thousand. Yes. Yeah, they will. Yes, they will. Yes, they do. Yep. You know, they'll they'll call you for that fifty dollars because right. you owe them fifty dollars. Yep. Fifty dollars. You know, so. That's how I see it. And they're painting a very negative narrative um, for us because that's what's going on on social media yesterday mm -hmm. about this man. I felt bad at the at the beginning of the interview. 
he was um, it was a, the, a local news station and they were talking to, he was explaining how he got jumped by two big black guys right right he got jumped black guy got beat up and he looked a mess uh, they burned his car and all of that and, they're, and they're, uh, hey what happened yeah um, I was preaching I was protesting saying all lives matter yeah. they got upset they jumped me and my car got set on fire, I lost my cell phone. Um, I got detained by the police officers, nobody wanted to help me. All I wanted to do was just say all lives matter, right? Then if you notice- But in reality, that's not all Somebody happened. else took an actual recording of what really happened. And right. it was the same man mm -hmm. preaching about how he got jumped by two black guys. It, in reality, it was really him with a bow and arrow. Yep. Shooting arrows into the crowd. Yep. And he, he got jumped by like 15, 20 white kids. Yeah. And, and you know, but all of a sudden, I'm over here like I don't see a single black person right. in sight. Yep. But the news ran with it. Yeah. You know, and, and it just it's just so funny to me. Well, that's why I, I heard someone say this on Twitter. And I almost agreed with it. And then it came to my senses where I was like, I don't agree with it. They were saying, if you see me getting, you know, assaulted by the police officers, don't film help. And I thought about that for a second. I'm like, yeah, help me. But then I thought about it. I'm like, no, filming is like our best weapon right now. Mm -hmm. Because if they didn't film that for George Floyd, then the narrative would have been like he what he was resisting and he got what he deserved. But once you film it, you see the truth behind it. Like if we just would have took that man's word for it, it would have been like, wow, like black people are really out here being the aggressors. Mm -hmm. And then you see the reality. No, he was the aggressor. So and it's we're in a really bad situation where it's like if I see it, uh, you know, a brother or a sister being attacked by police officers, of course, I want to help. But what, what, what does that do? Both of us are now dead and there's no witnesses. There's no one to back us yeah. up. There's no one to clear our name. If one of us or somebody, I, I hope someone is filming because the narrative will always be against us, no matter what. No matter what we do, the narrative is against us. Until we have footage about it, you get the whole story. You you know? And it's funny you said that about the money. You know, for those, I didn't learn this in school, but I don't know if you guys know, but for those who don't know, I'll give a little brief history about Black Wall Street. Um, you, know, you know, there was a time, uh, I want to say it was the early 20s, maybe early before that, I can't remember, but in Oklahoma and Tulsa where blacks had their own Wall Street, they were wealthy. They had all the money, they had banks, they had businesses, they were thriving. And what happened, you know, white people blew it up. They destroyed it. They looted it. They, you know, basically did what we're doing today, but they did it on a bigger scale to mm -hmm. Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street was wealthier than, you know, normal, you know, most cities. You know, more black people had more wealth down there than most white men had in America at the time. So what does America do? They take it out. They cancel it. They, you know, blow it up. They murder. They rape. They kill all these people and wipe Black Wall Street off the map. If Black Wall Street were to come back today and we were stronger, I think that's why they're so afraid. I think that's why white men are so afraid. Because I said it on our earlier podcast. Black men, black women are more than just athletes and, 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 and beauty lines and more than just, you know, advertisement. They're smart. They're capable. You know, we're, we're evolving. You know, we've been smart forever, but now we have the tools at our hands to really dominate almost any market. You know, look what uh, Tyler Perry has done with Hollywood. You know, it's something. It's, it's still it's, a feat. Yeah, right. And it's still something that can challenge Hollywood. You know, I mean, maybe not right now, but it's there. The foundation's there, you know, so um, I'm for that. Um, 
And one thing that I, I'm looking forward to is seeing how else we can challenge them at their own games. Because, you know, law enforcement's one thing. I mean, we can try to get to law enforcement. We can try to stop them that way. But I don't see that fixing the issue. I don't see that resolving it. Because no matter what, the black cop in the in the uh, the precinct is always going to be at a disadvantage. Always. You know, and even if he has the the right mindset, even if he is doing it right, he's going to be classified as a coon to the black community because they're not going to believe that this black man is really fighting for them. They're going to think he's part of the system. So it, we're at a we're at a really disadvantage. The only thing we can really do is just try to vocalize. But what I'm more upset with now is the celebrities who aren't vocalizing or doing something even though I, I i mean you know malcolm x said that we shouldn't be putting celebrities in those positions and but who else do we have you know we don't have we don't have a malcolm x now we don't have a martin luther all we have are the beyonce's we have the jay-z's but i don't feel like they are doing their their part right now mm -hmm. and we have the same celebrities that aren't black but have black children who are oddly quiet yeah. You know, and this is specifically to the Kardashians. In my house, I'm not a Kardashian fan. I'm definitely not. There's nothing the Kardashians have to offer that I myself enjoy. Um, I seen someone share something um, asking, um, I think her name was Kendall or Kyrie, one of them, about doing something with her platform. And she's like, I did. And then they go on her Instagram and all she did was like forward a chain post that was like tag 10 people to say, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that I... doesn't help. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like that doesn't do anything. You have this wealth, you know, so what would you like to see from those who you look up to at, at this time? What, what is it that you can be satisfied from those that you look up to? Well, you know, I, people who don't know me, uh, I'm a big Kanye fan. So that's Kanye I, West, everybody. I don't want anything from Kanye because last time I had to fight people off with an arm and a stick about this uh, slavery comment, and that was uh, I got thrown into the twilight zone with that yeah. one. Um, but I couldn't support you on that one. Man. I, I couldn't support myself on that one either. <laughs> what I will say though is, um, when it comes to celebrities, I just want them to be honest, you know, because right now you have Little Wayne um, and. I'm, I'm gonna say it right here. I think Lil Wayne's a coon. Yeah. The reason why I say that is because Lil Wayne is already biased because when he was four or five years old, he got saved by a police officer. Right. You know? So he's running this narrative of like how we gotta do better. Right. You know? But you have to hit this roadblock of how much better do we need to be to get justice. Mm. You know? I'm tired of, of having to be the bigger person and every single situation why can't i just be angry right and, wow. and and have people just support my anger wow you know so tory lanes called him out on that just hey look you're t telling normal civilians to 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 do better and be better but we're at a different tax bracket we mm -hmm. do not suffer the way they suffer anymore right you know you, you have to understand the way that they're hungry, the way that they're angry is a whole lot different than what you're seeing when you're in your penthouse and you can't go out, but you have your butler who can cook right, 12 different right. you know, things for you. you know? so I, and I think that's what we need more. Um, Jimmy Fox has been speaking about it. Um, T.I. has thrown some you know, ludicrous comments here and there about um, Atlanta being Wakanda. That right there was something that true, but it seemed like he's a little off it, right now. It's weird, but if that's how he sees, what do you think he meant by that? What do you think he meant by this is Wakanda? 
I think what he meant by that is um, when we first saw Black Panther, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for us, that is um, moviegoers. You, we saw that as like the first PG thirteen black superhero. Okay. okay. Right. Right. Now, if you're in, into the comic books, you're you're automatically thinking, you know, Spawn, Blade, right. and you're going in, into the rated R area. Right. So. But when, this is the first family-friendly. So superhero. when you saw, you know, Wakanda, and you saw all the technology, uh, all of the the black beauty, the revenue coming in, all the sources, and you're over here like, I wish that was where I was living. And the reason why I believe he said that when I went to Atlanta for the first time, mm-hmm. and I saw so many black faces. I felt so at home right? because I've never been in an area where people looked like me mm. and was successful. Wow. Okay. So now that's... So, so that's I the thing because I'm from the hood, right? you know, and, and being successful is like making sure you had money in your pocket and you had a, a nice gold chain. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm entering the airport and I, and I could count. 7, 8, 15, 20, 30 black men wearing suits. Right. Going on business trips. Fitted suits. You know? Yeah. yeah not I'm going to, to my corp or my right. parole visit. I'm talking about well-tailored suits. And we went to like a P.F. Chang's. Mm. A small P.F. Chang's just to get something, just something to eat. And the waiter spoke with such, such like, you know, diction and honor. Like, oh... I'm so happy to serve you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Where I, I could go to like Ruth Chris and, you know, they'll give me the typical, oh, well, what do you want? Like, you know, you know right. like like the whole like script. Right. Because okay. I'm money. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? But this guy treated me like I was family. Yeah. And that's why I felt like when he said Wakanda, I'm just like, you know, like, yeah, I think that was kind of like kiddish to say right. if you're on national. During this time. Yeah. You yeah. know. But I saw where his heart was, and I'm like, you know what? That's a pass for me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's a pass for me. Okay, so do either one of you have anything you would like to see from maybe celebrities or someone you look up to during this time? When I was on Facebook, um, I saw a news post saying that Steve Carell and Seth Rogen bailing out protesters, and um, and they're white. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, and there's more white celebrities helping out because I, because not all white people are racist. Right. And I just believe that, I don't know, like this whole thing is just overwhelming for me and just to talk about it and I'm sorry because I'm getting all emotional. That's okay. I'm so I, sorry. I think, I think okay. uh, the thing is, I think you need to go through that. Yeah. Because, because. I don't really know you that well, but you're holding your tongue on a lot of things. And and I, I think we need you to be upset and and let your emotions out, but just channel it to what you want the audience to hear. Because I'm not going to lie to you, today, you know, I, I came to work and I was happy until I saw all my white friends. And one, one coworker, like I told you, like her brother... It could happen to her brother, and not once did she say anything last week, over the weekend, or today, as if it's not real, you know? And 
And I know you're not for the looting and the protests when it comes violent and stuff like that. So, so speak on what you are for and then just, just, just let it go. Cause that's, that's the thing. Society has made you the angry black woman countless times. But they've made it where it seems like it's a negative thing to be the angry black yeah. woman. But I think it's like he was saying, it's good to be angry. Like, I think we're allowed to be angry. Um, you know, kind of how you said this piggyback before you go again. Like, if we're angry, we're wrong. But says who? You know, someone yeah. someone said earlier, I seen on a tweet that was like, stop letting, you know, other people dictate how we're supposed to move. And I agree with that because, like, they label us the angry black man, the unruly black people, the angry mm -hmm. black woman. But so be it. So, like, if you yeah. get emotional, that's fine. This is an emotional topic. You know, like, people are dying. People who look like you are getting murdered. You know, people who look like, you know, your, your, your brothers and sisters are getting murdered. And it's like, they're going, it's going, you know, unpunished. You know, I mean, it's... It's a bad, it's a bad spot. But like, I like how you said, like Steve Carell and Seth Rogen are contributing. They're doing things, and even though it's not their fight, they're doing something. They're there. They're there, you know. And you know, I, and I know the celebrities who probably have billions and millions and all that money that are probably doing things secretly. But like, to me right now, like personally, I don't think this is the time to be moving secretly. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, if you're going to be a celebrity and you're going to be on the forefront, be on the forefront. You know, like step up there. You know. Sacrifice your brand to push yeah. this because like J. Cole. Yeah. I mean that's you know, I'm not a big like I don't listen to, you know, mainstream music like that, mm -hmm. but like I respect the hell out of J. Cole because like I see these videos where he's literally there on the front lines. Like and he's not tweeting it. Like someone's like, Oh, J. Cole's not tweeting. Yeah, because he's there. He's walking around. He's like literally protesting, not doing autographs, he's protesting, he's there. And like that's what I think we should see from black celebrities. Like, I love Steve Carell. I honestly do. There's nothing that Steve Carell's done that I've never loved. You know, I, I, he's one of my favorites. He's an entertainer. He's great. But this isn't his fight. I appreciate it. Thank you for that. But, like, what, what Steve Carell's doing, I would like to see, you know, Danny Glover do, Donald Glover do. I would mm -hmm. like to see, you know, Jay-Z do more. I would like to see these other big black actors who look like me, who I support on my podcast, I want to see them do these things, you know, like, I shouldn't be using Steve Carell and Seth Rogen as the example, when yeah. I know there's other people who should be affected by this who aren't doing it, you know, that's, that's why I'm upset, so. You know, I have six little brothers, mm -hmm. and um, for me, like, that can be one of my brothers, and you know, it makes me emotional because that could have been one of my brothers. Right. You know, he wasn't resisting arrest and things like that. Um, for the cop to actually take his knee and kneel on him, mm -hmm. and this man is calling out for his mom, that broke me. And he was just staring at the camera with his hands in his pocket. He didn't have a care in the world because he thought that, you know what, I can tell people that he was resisting and he can get on with his life. And that's so. the narrative that is so easily believable, you know, where, you know, millions of white people will believe that, you know, like you shouldn't resist. Mm -hmm. And I talked about it on a prior episode of my podcast where a Mexican supervisor at the casino I worked at told me that the reason the black people are getting shot is because they're resisting arrest. When I literally pulled the video where a black man shot and killed and he wasn't resisting arrest, mm -hmm. he's in handcuffs. 
you know, but the narrative is out there. Black man shot, why is he resisting? Mm -hmm. But it's not the narrative at all. It's not the story. It's not the truth, you know, and you're right. Like, that could have been your brother. It could have been my son. It could have been me. It could have been you. It could have been either one of you, you know, and it's, you know, it's not just black men. It's black women who are getting shot, you know, and and murdered and killed by these cops and getting away with it. And it's just, it could be any one of us, you know, a routine traffic stop could be our last day, you know, and that's, you know, so. Just like you said earlier, Mm -hmm. um, filming and our phones are our greatest weapons right Mm -hmm. and without that many of us black americans our story can be you know it can go untold right i agree because no one's listening to us what we say i mean until we have evidence i mean even with the evidence it's still hard for us to believe for them to believe us so yeah um, yeah. so what would you like to see from going forward from those that you look up to well like you said earlier um not a lot of celebrities like they do their stuff in private right you don't know about it but right now especially is the time to like support us publicly right because because we're publicly dying yeah (laughs) Yeah, and like if we don't see the support then like we don't know what they're doing or what they think about all of this that's a good point especially from like beyonce and jay-z they're like the godfather of like the black yeah, community. Yeah. Like, people, like, yeah. The beehive is so strong and big, but it's like you're kind of quiet right now. Yeah, you know? all I've so. seen is like one video from her. And, and that's, like, not that's enough. it. Yeah. Social media presence to me isn't doing it, isn't getting it done. Like, yeah, no. you know, likes and retweets aren't helping it's right not now. Enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just that just fuels, you know, the Facebook conversations and. People are right now are getting so drained from constantly hearing a lot of, you know, toxic comments or, um, oh, you support this, so that means you hate white. No. No. You know what I'm saying? You can be pro-black and still love white right. folks. Pro-black you know? is not anti-white. It's yeah, not. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not. And then what, what irks me the most is when um, I mention things like police brutality. And they're like, and I get a rebuttal of, well, not all cops are bad. What does that, what sense does that make? Mm-hmm. I spoke and I said pol- a police brutality. That doesn't right. have any definition of good cop in it. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If you're a police using excessive force and you're harming and you're killing somebody on purpose, mm-hmm. that therefore defeats the the definition of being a good cop you are now a bad cop right you know and i and i'm tired of that i'm tired i'm tired of that i feel the same with the argument where keep people keep pushing the the statistic about black on black crime oh, listen mm-hmm. i'm not focusing on that right now like that is that an issue may, yeah. may i say, may I say something ahead. like this yeah. okay so that that is such a big topic because i'm gonna be real with you mm-hmm. black on black crime is a myth mm-hmm. reason why i say that is we are products of our environment. True. If I'm a black man and, you know, let's say I'm a drug dealer, whatever the case may be, and somebody owes me money and I murder that person, that is not black on black crime. That is me, a man, killing another man because you don't hear Asian and Asian crime. Right. You don't That's hear true. rich against rich crime. You right. don't hear that. But yet, a lot of these, you know, cul-de-sacs and these gated communities have the most, um, what do you call that, suicide murder, yeah. where where they kill somebody and they kill themselves. Yeah. 
would that be considered white on white white on white crime? Like that. that Why don't they label it that? That phrase right. doesn't, doesn't even make sense. Like me saying it, I'm like, oh, Spanish. On Spanish. A, a Spanish crime that just sounds so weird. Right. But why does black on black crime have to be that that scapegoat? Well, well, why'd you? Well, what about this? Uh, no. Right. Uh, no. That, yeah. No. It's not real. I think it's deflecting. I think it's what it, really what it is. It's yeah. trying to make us focus on something that really isn't the topic right now. Like, you know, do I think there's an issue with crime in the black community? Of course I do. Yeah. Of course I do. Do I think there's an issue with crime in the white community? Yes, I do. There's issues with crime in every community. The problem that we're focusing on right now is the police. And it's not just white police. There's black police. There's Spanish police and Asian police. All these officers who are abusing their authority, that's the issue. I don't really care too much about the race of the cop. I'm not saying white cops are bad. I'm not saying black cops are bad. I'm saying there's an issue with police that's that's my issue because i'm seeing cops abuse their authority that are targeting black men i see black cops targeting black men i just see cops in general attacking black men you know um once i, I took uh, me and my ex this was years ago um i was taking her home and um, dropping uh, my kids off um, and we had pulled into the, this neighborhood and where she lives in lehigh there's no lamps there's no street lights and someone, we had just happened to drive by and somehow our my headlight had like reflected off of like a cop car. And we had looked over and seen that he had pulled over um, a guy we went to school with who was driving a bike. And it was like eight o'clock at night. So the sun was like almost down. Cop didn't have his lights on, but he had pulled over, you know, someone that we knew that was on the bike. So we we're like, we need to turn around. So we turned around and I positioned my headlights facing, you know, the, the kid on the bike. And we're like, is everything all right? And the cop's like, this doesn't concern you guys. And I'm like, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to, you know, talking to, you know, so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And the cop got so upset that we were there. This is a black cop. But he was so upset that we were there that he walked up to our, our vehicle and was like, you know, every cop isn't a bad cop. He's like, I'm a black man just like you. And I'm like, while you're wearing that badge, that's the issue. Like, at the end of the day, you're wearing a badge. You can abuse your power and get away with it. You know, as a man, you could be a cool guy all you want. I don't care. But the fact is, you have somebody pulled over, a black man pulled over on a side street with no lights and your lights aren't on to me that didn't look right it looked yeah. like whatever could happen you know no one would know there's no houses around yeah. so of course i'm going to stop and i'm going to say something that's just you know what i did and the cop got so you know pissed and whatever that he left and i thought to myself man if this was a real traffic stop why would he leave you know what i mean mm-hmm. if, if there was something that was really an issue why did you leave the scene why not finish doing what you were doing better yet why didn't you have your lights on why didn't you know why didn't you draw attention that you were there why was you all on a side street in the darkness doing something that you probably shouldn't have been doing and i think about that all the time to myself like what if i wouldn't have stopped or yeah. what yeah. if i would have left my house five minutes later you know, what would the narrative have been there? Would it have been that this kid was resisting arrest and the cop had to shoot fire and open fire? We never would have known, but that's the problem. It's not white or black cops, it's just cops in general are doing too much with the power they've been given. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it goes to the government. You have the president endorsing it, saying when you see these thugs, don't be nice with them. You know, who says that from as a president? Who sits there in the office and tells you to basically cause harm to American citizens? You know what I mean? like. Who says that? And yet you have his supporters who love it, who eat it up. Like, oh, yeah, man. like, yeah, this is what we need. That's not what we need. You don't need more violence in a country that's already fragile. So for my closing remarks, I just want to say America is very fragile. America is on the brink of what I believe is a social collapse. You have black people who have been oppressed for so long, for so long. 
Our voices have not been heard. They've silenced us. We try to kneel in protest. We've been peaceful. We've signed petitions. We've created hashtags. We've made t-shirts. We've done everything we could possibly do. The riots are a reflection of a people who are fed up and tired of being ignored. I tell you now, America, we will not be unheard any longer. I don't know how this will end. I don't know where the riots will go. I don't know where the protests will go. But I do know one thing that personally, I don't think America will be the same. Do I think the riots and protests will fix it? No, but I think we can shake the foundation enough that some change can come out of it. Because I'm telling you now, we as a people will not stand for this any longer. We will not stand to be treated like second class citizens. We've built this country. We were stripped from our homes. We were given names that were not ours. We were forced to work on lands and fields for no money. Next to poor living situations, we were treated like scum for generations. We are not here today in 2020 to continue being treated like you treated our great-great-grandfathers. We are not our ancestors. I am not my great-grandfather. You will not call me out my name. You will not treat me as if I'm a second-class citizen. You will not treat me as if I'm right above an animal. You will treat me with respect. You will treat my brothers and my sisters with respect. You will praise the black woman. You will praise the black man. You will praise the black children. You will give them the same opportunities that you've given the white people, the white men, the white kids, the white women. There's no reason we should be struggling and barely getting by while you sit on your ivory thrones in your privileges. I had a man just yesterday at work. A man who was born in Libya, so he says he's an African, but he has blue eyes, white skin, and gray hair, and tell me that he understands my fight, that he understands where I'm coming from because he himself is an African-American. I am not an African-American. I am a black man in America. I don't care where you're from. If your skin complexion is that of my oppressors, you do not understand the life that I am living. You do not understand the fight that we are facing. You do not understand the challenges that we have to go through every single day. I have faced this since I was a child. I have faced this my entire life. You cannot look me in my eyes with your blue eyes and pale skin and tell me you understand my fight. Just support us. Don't try to reason with me and think that we are one in the same because at the end of the day, your privilege outweighs my privilege. All right. So I want to thank you guys for coming out. Uh, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up there. Um, so go ahead and tell the people where they can find you, what your social media handles are. Oh, you can find me on Instagram. Um, my handle is Individuals, I-N-D-I dot B-S-U-A-L-S. Awesome. Uh, for me, it's um, it's very simple. It's A Alfie, and that's uh, A Y E A L F I E, and it's not A Life. Where are we finding that at? Twitter, or... and that's um, that's uh, Twitter and Instagram. It's so awesome to have the same handle for both, like Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, it makes I it never, easier. I never got that lucky. And what about you? Um, and you can find me on Instagram, A-S-W underscore zero one two five one four. I'm so sorry. I had that um, username for at least five years now, and I haven't changed it. I think so. it's time. I think it's time. I think it's time it's, to rebrand. It's, it's really, um, it's personal. Oh. That's why I have it. Well, forgive me. Never mind. So... 
All right. And you guys know where to find me, um, at Red Herring underscore at Twitter. Thank you guys for listening in to the Red Herring Podcast. Pay attention to this week. We'll have three episodes dropping this week. Uh, So thank you for listening. And Red out.